Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. the sip <laughs> it went up my nose the water or the spindrift yep that was a raspberry lime um fucking neti pot <laughs> <laughs> to start this episode I, do the bubbles feel good up there it felt crazy um yeah i didn't mind it <laughs> and you're going back for a second I'm sort of into it yeah no <laughs> well i need to like rinse it all out hang on a second mm. Wow. Hi. Hey, what up, Mary Jane? (laughs) How's it going, Mike? We back, baby. Yeah. We back. It's so great to see you. It is so great to see you. I'm so glad to be here with you right now. Weed and grub. Weed and grub. Yo. Yeah. It feels awesome to say, what up, Mary Jane? It does. It really does. It feels really nice. It's been, um, I don't even know how long it's been since you and I sat in the same room and did this. It's been. It's been a minute. Um, yeah, since, since I was, uh, last sitting with you, Bobo the cat has discovered a new way to be fucking annoying that I just need to get off my chest right now. Oh, let it rip. Because as I was just coming back from the kitchen with my fresh spin drift to crack for this episode, I looked at that motherfucker and you know, of all of the things like he, he poops and pees where he wants. He screams in the middle of the night. He eats like 18 times a day. The he's food, 19 years old. He's a thousand years times old. seven. Bobo the destroyer. He is like, you know, yes, absolutely immortal. He now sleeps behind my front door tucked into the corner. So now I have to be careful opening my front door when I come home. This is this is the new thing. I was like, there's nothing else he could do to be annoying. No, he's found the one place in my house that I can't like. You got to give it yeah, to him. It's amazing. The levels of inconsideration that yeah. that one animal can find <laughs> is is like limitless and to me almost like jealousy inducing because right. I would never think to sleep behind the door. Who knew that he could be like continue to be a problem every single day <laughs> like come up with a new way to make my life more difficult. I think when he sleeps when all cats sleep and they go to the underworld mm-hmm. they all have like almost like meetings where they compare notes and new techniques <laughs> and you know tr- tricks of the trade like to be a cat to be the the yeah. most cat you can cat yeah and then they come back to this world just to check on you to see if you're dead yet to see if they can eat you i'll tell you last night i i ate an edible and then it, i didn't feel like it was going to send me enough to sleep enough so i ate another one and it was like i ended up kind of like lying back and looking at the patterns on my eyelids for a while you double before, dipped yeah before i <laughs> nice. slipped into sleep and it was it was actually really nice because i had the rain sounds i was doing all the self-soothing things you know i had the ceiling fan going i had rain sounds on a dark screen i had like a nice little um diffuser going with a good scent i'd eaten my edibles. sounds like a nice sleep i'd like washed my face i was ready to sleep archie moo was curled up with me guarding my feet from monsters under the bed and as i was like sinking in and kind of watching the patterns on the back of my eyelids bobo came up and he sniffed he does that thing where he smells my eyes <laughs> To see if I'm alive. Because that's where the soul creeps out of. So if your soul yeah. gets closer to the front of the skull, it it's is coming. It is so disconcerting to have a cat smell your eyes. It's like, <laughs> it's the grossest, weirdest thing. He's the grossest, weirdest cat. So anyway. It's, it is interesting that he has pennies taped to the bottom of his front paws. <laughs> I always thought that was a curious thing that he does. Yeah, he could just like put them out and be like, shh, it's time. It's time. Anyway, <laughs> Bobo, uh, yeah, he's going to live for another thousand if years. If he does start putting his paws on either side of your nose yes, to lay down on your face and oh my squeeze God. that did nose ever, shut, you then you better be careful Cat's he doesn't Eye? pillow you. When you were a kid, that's probably Cat's older Eye? than you are. The, the no. movie Cat's Eye was a series. It was three short stories made into one feature film, and one of them was about this cat that was guarding a little girl from a troll that was trying to kill her at night Ooh, by smothering her. Good. It was very fucking creepy. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Nice. So shout out Bobo, eh? Shout What's up, Bobo? He survived the summer without me. Thank you, everyone, who helped uh, keep him alive and keep him in um, expensive food. And uh, yeah, he's doing fine. He didn't even notice I was gone. Now that I'm back, he just wants to know when he can eat me. And um, yeah, I'll sleep behind the door. Please keep me up to date on like the next thing he does that is 
so annoyed. Like I want to hear from <laughs> other people what their cats do. What that, does that, your like, cat? Yeah, yeah. What what's what makes your cat it the be- the most cat it can cat? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's my, what I want to know. My friend Meg has a cat that she's straight up been trying to give away for like five years now. <laughs> she's like, anyone want him? Rodney J? Anyone? Everyone's like, no. You're you're he's, he can stay with you. Yep. Yep. Why would you? He's nailing being a cat, man. He's got like a free place to live. He's got a box he shits in and she cleans it up for him. He like kills a bunch of things and brings them home, but doesn't really care if she looks at them. He doesn't care about cuddling, you know. Man, I want that to be my nursing home. <laughs> that should be a, that's the pamphlet for me. When my family tries to, you know, like tuck me into my last home. Yeah. I want that pamphlet to say like, you can shit in a box and people leave you alone and I'm going <laughs> to fucking run there. Yes. I'll run my hobbled cane walker brittle bones into that place to yep. live that life. That sounds nice to me. Fucking A. Lamb every night and people <laughs> not talking to me, give it to me. Sounds perfect. <laughs> oh, man. Let's make this nursing house a nursing home. I've always wanted to live on a commune with like all of the fucking cool people that are just the same age as me who don't have kids. You know what I mean? So when I get into my, I guess, how old would that be that I would want to start doing that? Probably, I feel like in my mid-60s when you can still like enjoy a lot of life. Is a commune code for like like orgy sex cult without the it can like, be but murder. it's just general communal living where you're like all sharing the duties right so like you all help out so there's not that one asshole sitting over on his fucking duff in the corner enjoying the fruits of everyone else's labor because he has more money like mm. the idea of communal living and communism at its heart is that everyone plays a part and everyone reaps the rewards I see. So it's a nice idea that doesn't work most of the time because there is that one fucking asshole who either wants to run everything or do nothing. Yeah. You know? Right. And sometimes I'm that fucking asshole. But in this case, I would like to buy a commune. I would like to grow a bunch of weed in a communal garden. I would like all of us to like do the fucking farm to table cooking where like I'm responsible for one meal one night of the week and the rest of the time I just do dishes and or just show up. And um, I'd like to start doing that in um, 25 years from now. So anyone nice. listening, get at me in uh, 2046. See what I'm up to. <laughs> if I'm if I'm free, let's buy a place together. I'm looking at you, Mike. I know you. You, you might be busy, so I don't. I already count told on you, you. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be in a padded room alone with like tiny windows. <laughs> I'm gonna, busy. You're gonna be on the space station <laughs> with Elon fucking Musk, like, or doing comedy at a skyscraper in Dubai or something. You know. <laughs> I did just send an email to Dubai. That's the truth. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, no, I think we're gonna be on the exact same road. Okay. And on one side of the road is like co- commune magic, garden dwelling, super cave uh-huh. city. Right. And on the other side is just a blank slate. <laughs> you in a box? And me in a box. <laughs> No, well, I don't like that either. <laughs> I don't like that auto- at all. How about it's this? It's kind of bullshit. It's How not super it? true, but I like the idea of it. I think we should have a space on, and you and I have talked about like how we would love to like live near and or next to each other, but that our living spaces would be so super different. So how about if on this commune, there's a moat and there's a little island in the middle of that island, you can have whatever the hell you want, your own structure, and nobody can come near you. But you are actually on the commune and still able to take advantage of, you know... Mm-mm. The public showers or whatever it is you need. You hate I don't that. like it. I hate that because I I'm this year for me especially especially Mary Jane in these times in these times as we are yes. in these times I'm trying to say yes and when I say yes actually embrace the yes ah. and so the idea of being a part of that but not a part of that but being there for it yeah. um, leaves a bad taste in my mouth because I'm trying to not do that. So I I am here for like a hard yes that follows through at 150 miles per hour. I love that. Yeah. I'm here for it too. But before we go any further, we should say, uh, this is Weed and Grub. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Which we haven't done. It's not that I'm out of practice, but I'm out of practice. <laughs> welcome to Weed and Grub, everyone. This is a podcast about comedy. Cannabis. Culture. Cooking. Calling shit out. And uh, caring for yourself and your community. Today. Yeah. And I know that's a little heavy-handed, but... That's a big part of what I've been about these past few months. Do you feel like we gave a fun intro to now also have some honesty about what's been going on? Yeah. Cool. I would love that. I would love to just, yeah, 
get into that a little bit because um, I want to thank my friends, my community, you, all the people who showed up for me so much in these past few months. I've been with my sister, Caroline, who, you know, the best big sister anyone could ever ask for. She uh, fought cancer for two and a half years and she passed away on July 11th. And I was able to be with her, which truly was um, one of the most amazing privileges that I've ever had to spend that amount of time with someone who allows you in in a way when they're truly just going through some things that you know it's a real it's a big deal it's a big fucking deal and so to be able to step away from a lot of what I had going on to be with my sister and her partner Walt and Walt and I were with her when she died it was the three of us together um to to feel um so close to her um and to be missing her so terribly but to have had that gift has kept me feeling in the months since she's died like um I haven't sort of fallen on the floor like I thought I was going to because she gave me so much. So I don't know. There's a lot that I could get into, but I just want to say thank you to everyone, to you, especially to all of my friends and, and community who have just kept sending me messages, messages of support and love and like jokes and pictures of cute hedgehogs and all the things. And also just an outpouring of so much love for, um, for Caroline and who she was. And that love has buoyed me up a lot. And, um, I'm just super grateful. Yeah. I'm really grateful to record this like we back episode with you. Yeah. It feels like a long time straight up. Yeah. It feels like a long time since we've dropped an app mm-hmm. and to do one where it's just you and I able to like, you know. Yeah. You know, to chop it up a little chop and to it also up. be real. Like I, I think that um, there was a there was a moment sort of uh, sometime maybe in in June. So my sister has been sick for a long time, but she got very, very, very sick in May. And in June, it was um, obvious that she was going to be going into hospice. And um, so I was there for all, all all of that time with her. And I realized, like, this is going to fundamentally change me. This is going to change how I move through the world. This is. Um, the biggest thing that I've ever gone through was, you know, with, with my sister and then, and now without her. And, um, that that's an okay thing to talk about, that I need to be able to talk about it, that I need to be open about it. Because the second I start stuffing that into a place where I'm not addressing it, that starts making me actually feel sick. And so I'm really glad to just have the space to like totally like make jokes, hang out, do all the things that we do, but also really talk about like the, the, the the experience that that was and and what it's like to, um, I don't even know, just, you know, walk through, see someone off. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. And thanks everyone for hanging throughout. Um, can we talk a little bit more about it? Yeah. Okay. Because something that I've, learned about myself and sorry to like make this about me but I don't know how to relate (laughs) Uh stuff yet but that's what that's actually like what I wanted to bring up was like as soon as we started going through this and you started going through this and Walt and everybody started going through it um I realized that I only make jokes about death Mm. but when I try to have a real conversation with somebody about it Mm -hmm. all I can do is make those jokes and you and I got into some like serious fights that weren't so much fights as much as like, hey man, could you just be a person for a second about what is going on? And I realized that like not being able to talk about it and immediately going into my head about like, what's the right thing to say? Am I, should I say anything? Does it sound flippant if I just say I care so much about all of you and I hope that, you know, life is as easy as it can be while it's this hard like and then i'd get in my head and i'd shut down and the whole thing would be a fucking mess because i didn't know how to just be like honest and talk about a real situation with you or anyone else in my life so i i think really what i'm saying is like what do I like? What 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 right. do you say? What you do know? you say? Yeah. yeah. Well, the uh, the crazy thing is, there's nothing you can say. There's nothing you can say. Nothing you can do. Uh, the only thing in my experience that has been said that I've just found sort of uh, the the overall statement is just I'm so sorry. Is there anything that I can do to be helpful? Um, but not, not then putting it on that person to sort of like have them try to dictate what they need from you. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's very, it's very crazy, but like the language of loss and grief is not weirdly, of course it should be universally spoken, but especially in the Western world that we live in, it is so tamped down to the point where people feel like it's inappropriate to address the fact that someone just died. 
Like, because to bring it up could be so painful that you don't know what to do after. Right. Yet. Because yeah. we don't have the sort of like things in place to actually help process this experience and talk about it just as we talk about birth. Like, you know, the joy of bringing someone into the world is there's this thing that happens at the other end mm-hmm. that, you know, we just don't have these things in place in our, in our weird society to address, like what, what was that like? And not only what is it like for the person who's like wrapping things up as they prepare to go, but what is it like for all of the people around them? And, um, you know, how, how it can be like, I'm really excited. We're having a celebration for Caroline. Um, and I think that's pretty common now is that people have a celebration of life rather than a funeral. So I think like, you know, society is sort of changing slowly to, uh, you know, embrace the idea that like, let's, let's talk about all the good stuff and, yeah. you know, a toast. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, that's also a very Irish idea. Like we're going to have a lot of booze and music and dance at, at her party. Mm-hmm. Um, see, but that's so opposite of what I believe uh, Jewish culture is, mm. which I which and I've never sat shiva. So I'm if I'm getting this wrong, somebody will let me know. But essentially, it's like you just sit in the dark for seven days quietly. But there's also I want there to be room for that. Like there are days where I straight up feel insane if someone's actually trying to ask me to be cheerful or paste a fucking smile on my face. Yeah. Or when someone says, "How are you?" I, I recently ducked that question because someone had reached out to say, "How are you?" And I dodged it. And I was I answered a bunch of other stuff. And I was like this and that. And then they were like you didn't answer my question how are you and I was like that's very pushy and it also makes me feel insane because you're asking me to sort of tell you how I am in a way that's palatable for you and then this whole thing sort of becomes about me making you feel okay yeah yeah which is you know so there's just a lot of that um I've just got to say like shout out to all the hospice workers out there my friend Kate is an incredible hospice worker uh here in Los Angeles and um the, the hospice worker that worked with my sister Caroline, her name is Teresa. Like these these people are doing such amazing work with exactly this, these conversations around dying, the conversations about bringing the family in. So it's like an experienced event where it's not like someone just shoved off in a room until they finally kick the bucket or crap out, like my sister would say. Mm-hmm. You know, it. I felt like this was just a very fucking communal experience and I feel really fortunate and I'm like in the um, process of having just lost my sister grieving, but also feeling very, um, I don't know, buoyed up by how, how the whole thing went. Like Walt, her partner, her, the love of her life, uh, keeps saying, you know, we're so fucking lucky. Like that could have, we could have been shut out. Yeah. We could have not had her at home. We could have had a bunch of things not in place. And instead we had a community and great support um, to make it happen in a way that nobody fucking wants it to happen. And cancer fucking kidnapped her and she was way too fucking young to go. Way too young. But in the way that she went, she was so brave and she had everything that she wanted around her. And we were able to do that with her. So that was really fucking cool. And I just want to... I don't know, keep keep learning the language and, and communicating in it to other people. And like I've looked into some people who are doing work as death doulas and all this kind of stuff. And I'm really interested in that world now in a way that I haven't been before. So, and weed helps. <laughs> yeah, F- fucking yeah. Yeah, weed has been so helpful just to sleep, honestly. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, can we talk about that too? Yeah, I, I don't, sure. I, I like, because this is our first time back, it's kind of like, maybe I'm being too precious about it and, no. and like, you know, golemly, but look, there's so many things I want to like kind of grill you about and talk about and be open about. So I'm trying to be here for all of it, <laughs> but also I am high and I know I, I'm, is... and I have like, I'm all over the f- map. I'm super all over the map too. Okay, so. cool. If that's okay with everyone, we're doing a moose, we're doing a loose moose. Hot loose moose. This is what we do sometimes is we just yap when um, we're stoned. So. I want to put it on record more for us than anything thank you for inviting me to visit and get to know caroline and asking me to be a part of the past like since we've met but i've also like you've invited me on a lot of special moments so that i could also get to know her and i really appreciate that and it's super important to me that that goes like on record for all time on this pod to say thank you mary jane thank you so much um that will make me fucking cry because i think it would be really hard for me right now if i didn't have people around me who if I if I were around people who hadn't known my sister and so to spend time with you because you did know her and you spent a lot of time with her um it's just so great because it's even if we're not talking about her there's a shared language of you know my family yeah you know you know my people so that was thank you it was really cool and I did love that um it cracked her up that um just you know, a couple of weeks before she died, you sent her a text that said, Hey, this is Mike Glazer from the hit podcast, Weed and Crow. Uh, yeah. 
And she was like reading it out loud. We were sitting in the backyard with a bunch of people and everyone was cracking up. And they were like, oh, Mike. And I was like, that's so fucking perfect. And she thought it was so funny. It was just really cool. And she was so funny. Like, I think that's the thing, too, that's weird when someone dies. is like, it's just things are so sad. But I will say she was one of the most fun and funny people on the planet. Everyone who knew her was like, she was, she was just like so hilarious and she wrote me a letter that I opened after she passed um and one of the pieces of advice in it said um Merry Christmas happy birthday always celebrate like just always you know shit's gonna be super fucking sad like I'm so sad and I miss her so much but recording with you hanging and um talking about the good parts of it is you know celebrating yeah, that's what I really want to do. Because yeah. there's plenty of plenty of time to cry about it too. So absolutely. <clears throat> um, on topic, off topic. Yeah. What's the food going to be at her celebration? Oh, <laughs> it's actually really good. so. She's in Port Townsend, and everyone there is like a master chef, and um, they're all fighting about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's some Edward Scissors, Scissorhands level, like, suburban drama. It's so great. She has probably 12 people in her close inner circle who all want to, like, not only help, but, like, orchestrate and plan and make the whole thing. And uh-huh. so I posted the notice about when we're having the celebration of her life on the Caring Bridge and just, you know, put it out. And I texted friends and just to let everyone know. And I got, like, five incoming calls all at once. And they were like, hey, so what are you thinking? And I was like, this is going to be interesting. Ask them for resumes. Ask yeah. them for resumes. Yep. Uh, three I'll ask them to audition. References, audition, <laughs> audition, bring a diorama. Yeah. I want to see a deck. How good are your cod cakes? <laughs> I mean, how good are they? <laughs> What, Would you watch that reality show? Is it a three cheese pack of cheese that you're talking? Or what, what are we talking here? It better be at least three. And there needs to be one sharp, one creamy, and one funky. And it better have a fucking panko, um, you know, crisp Crumble. on top. Absolutely. And don't bring a spiral noodle to an elbow party. Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> God. So. I'm already mad about the macaroni <laughs> that I haven't had yet. We're going to have... I did. <laughs> we're gonna, there's going to be... There's definitely going to be uh, meatballs and mac and cheese. And then probably some fucking delicious other stuff too key lime pie has been floated and i did just make the uh i just asked walt to make sure that we have glassware because we got to be able to clink yeah you know oh no plastic cups no plastic cups yes i love that at my at my celebration yeah will you make sure everyone has coffee mugs no matter what they're drinking oh my god that's so annoying but yes i will okay cool you heard it here (laughs) because you pour your wine into a coffee mug infuriating. if you drink everything out of a holder with a handle then it makes everything less spillable oh my god i trust a handle more than i trust a like uh you know a full grip Okay. Of, a, of anything not like you know what I'm talking about like a tumbler yeah. makes me nervous to hold okay but a coffee mug do you have tiny hands or something that I haven't noticed <laughs> I've been they, hiding them this whole time miniature tiny weird hands where you can't hold cups I can't do it sometimes I I hold I do a two-hand trumper you know oh Jesus well that'll be our news story we'll get to that in a bit we'll get there in a bit um, um jinx uh, <laughs> buy me a coke and put it in a mug okay. <laughs> fuck I love the point that like you need to have glassware at a celebration for clinks. It's yeah. such a good point, especially when you have to ask for a straw. You know, silverware is when you get food to go. It mm-hmm. has to be a special request. Yeah, I just, I hate drinking um, out of plastic. And I don't feel like, you know, plastic is great to have at anything. You know, if we can possibly avoid it, uh, we should. And so, yeah, I want a clink. I want bubbles. Bubbles in a glass, and I want to clink that glass and then dance to um, Journey and Lionel Richie were her top uh, requests. So awesome. It's going to be a good party. Journey just did Lollapalooza, and I watched some of the set. Boy, Holy they are rocking. That's an a. awesome choice. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm in. I'll be there. Dope. I, I was going to say something else, and now I'm stoned. Give me a second. <laughs> Give me a second. Okay. Bubbles. Clinks, uh, mm-hmm. dancing the night away. Yes. Oh man. Do you want me to talk about edibles? All right. <laughs> <laughs> or do you have other things to say about Caroline's celebration? Um. No. I. I'm really glad that we can talk about it on here. Me too. It and means I think, a lot. You know, as as like you know, um. I would just like to be able to talk about my sister freely without people getting like scared that I'm going to all of a sudden 
ruin the party. You yep. know what I mean? And I want everyone to be able to talk about the people that they have, that they miss without people being scared. And, you know, that's something that for me, when my friend Nicole died, you know, we were so young and it was, she, she you was shot. And so it was like a crazy thing. Mm-hmm. Life cut super short, all of this stuff. It was terrifying for anyone to be able to talk about her, but it was so important for me because she was like an incredible creative best friend of mine who was just like a light and I wanted to talk about her all the time and so I don't know I feel like I'm trying to sort of course correct now and I want to just say to anyone if you've if you're missing someone who's not around and people are uncomfortable with you talking about that person then maybe find someone that you can talk about them with because it's not it doesn't feel good to have to keep things inside because because other people are just like weirded out by it. Yeah, like a good story well told yeah. at a bar that happens to be about someone who's gone. Mm-hmm. That story should be a laugh and a yeah, yeah. And oh my gosh, I remember that. Not a we need to now say something. Oh god. And oh god, make is she a motion. Talk about her and, dead mother. Oh god. Right. Oh yeah. God. <laughs> oh man, I think it's gonna take like a shitload of work here in America to make that happen. It is. But uh. Oh, man, I really welcome it. But like, fuck, I, you know, I'm so honestly really looking forward to Day of the Dead this year to go to the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. It does this amazing, uh, you know, they light sculptures and like food offerings and all the stuff to celebrate the Day of the Dead in that like tradition, the Mexican tradition that I didn't know about really until I went and saw how it was like they truly celebrate their ancestors. They talk to them. They feed them. They interact with them. And it was something that um, my sister's therapist, Tess, said to me that really helped me in the days after Caroline was gone. She was like, you love her the same. She's not here anymore, but your love hasn't changed. So you can still love her in the same way. You can still talk to her in the same way. You can remember her in the same way. You can write to her. You can give her offerings. And I was like, oh, my God. And it's really helped me in this last month where I'm like, I want to pick up the phone or I wake up and I remember. And then I'm like, but it's okay. I can still talk to her. I can still talk about her. And I just want to like promote that idea that we can all still talk about and to the people who aren't here anymore. Fuck. Yes. Fuck yes. In, in, wow. not, in not a heavy way. <laughs> well, it's only it's only heavy the first time I hear it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's like such dead. a radical idea. And dead, yeah. and dead is hard and yeah. dead is huge. Yeah. Yeah. So, but then the more you do it, the easier things get, right? Yep. So, Truly. fucking in. I remember what it was. Okay. <laughs> here we go. All right. I'm here. <laughs> it makes me so crazy because my family, and I think it's a lot of Midwestern families on a special occasion, it was about your clinks and needing real glasses. Okay. I was at home for like Thanksgiving or Christmas or something. And because it was a special occasion, we used um, plastic plates that had like mistletoe on them and a plastic table covering that had Christmas baubles and snow and everything was like one use plastic Christmas edition yeah and it was like this four of us and I was like why are we using this why don't we use plates and they were like because it's festive and it's easier and at the end of the night it was a huge trash bag just filled with bullshit plastic that we put Velveeta mixed with chili cheese and some Ritz crackers on and ate some dips and all that stuff and I was like real upset about it and I had to say something to my family and be like I know it's easier but also what are we doing and uh that's what it I couldn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember I, my plastic my plastic complaints. That, I, oof, that's such a big conversation to be having right now, given the report that just came down from the UN, that we have this truly tiny fucking window to possibly stop the world from exploding with climate change, and that plastic uses and you know what's put into manufacturing plastic is a big part of it. And so if we could all reduce our plastic waste immediately and just you know don't use plastic cups and take your own silverware use your own silverware for takeaway and you know when you go to um shop don't go to whole foods where they put everything in fucking clamshells like go to the farmer's market whatever we can all do but yeah yeah then we gotta get rid of charles coke because i just listened to hold on i want to look it up and promote this podcast okay um i'm obsessed with it okay while you're doing that i want to shout out uh, our previous guest mary carry on who um, check out her awesome uh, new podcast, which is all about climate change. And I'm going to pull her up while you're pulling your thing up. So it's called Who Is? And I listened to the one because they had one called Who Is Big Weed? And mm-hmm. it kind of breaks down the overall broad strokes of like where cannabis is in America. But they had one on Jeff Bezos that I was loving. Yep. And the one on Charles Koch was explaining that he he has his tendrils in 
oil and plastic mm-hmm. and like all of the things that everyone uses every single day he has like the baseline of it and that's what he controls so if we can get rid of him or get him to let go of a little bit for the greater good then we're in great shape but as of right now he's like opening lobbies and creating like huge organizations that are stopping all climate change um like amendments from being passed meanwhile exxon is like yeah we'll do a little here we'll do a little there and he's like fuck all of you and fuck all of that and he's holding on for dear life to all the control he has and he has so much of it so i know i'm getting mad about my mom (laughs) having nice having things that make her feel good on christmas and i'm like yeah but you're ruining the earth um but more so like we need to like it's not your mom who's ruining it's not it's not really my mom It's not her at all. Wendy, love you. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's him and his his big broad choices that mm-hmm. are uh, destroying everything. And he wants to get into the weed business and then take that over and make that a for profit space for his old white. Because ass, he's gonna so. make so much money off like the plastic yeah. and how much waste there is in like weed. Like a dube tube is gonna last longer than three of my generations. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Well, I think there's you know, possibly they've got an eye on the hemp as a renewable resource for fuel and all that sort of stuff, and they're trying to like get a fucking lock on that shit right now. Cause we're running out of fossil fuels and everything else is gonna yeah. So it's bad. Keep an eye on Charles Koch, everyone. So, yeah. And Mary Carrion's podcast is called Erased, and she is covering uh, climate change. And she's a great fucking writer and a really cool person. Uh, also smokes Halloween. Sweet. Yep. Let's get to the news while we're on this, like, tear. Yeah. Um, okay. So we've got a, a, a our OCB uh, presentation. Oh. Hold on. Let me get Yeah. We're going to pull that up. <laughs> we've got to present our news segment, The Grubla Gazette which is presented by OCB Rolling Papers, the largest rolling paper brand in the world, crafted naturally since 1918. OCB offers a full line of plant-to-puff papers made with sustainable fibers farmed from within 500-kilometer radius of their facility in France. Mary Jane, these are like new words. I don't always say them. <laughs> kilometer? You like a weird robot. It's because my 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 brain is so not not kilometer based right you have an imperial brain i have an imperial brain (laughs) and it makes it hard to read certain words anyway ocb is powered by 100 green energy in 2020 ocb rolled out america's first ultra thin slow burning bamboo rolling papers and cones they're even burning no tear gmo free and vegan not all rolling papers are created equal ocb offers a premium smoking experience that we call harmony on high ah Ask for OCB wherever you buy your papers and sample the entire line of products. Plus, visit OCBUSA.com and follow OCB on Instagram at OCB underscore USA. Quick personal story before we get to the news. Oh, yes. About OCB. Yes. So, you know, I'm like trying to get better at rolling. I'm not very good yet, but they have the cones that you can roll. They're great. It's great. Mm-hmm. And even though you can roll, you've been accused of using a cone. I That's how good your joint I was joint so looked. proud when Wasn't someone was great? like, you used a cone. And I was like, fuck you. I rolled it myself. <laughs> the ultimate compliment. <laughs> um, I, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Paul, who is our plug at OCB, because he just became the president and chief marketing officer of Roll With Republic, which is the parent company of OCB and all these other places. He's a huge hockey fan, which is how we connected. Yeah. And uh, he's just in like this new position. And I really like him and I really like OCB. And so I just want to say congratulations to Paul. Congrats, Paul. And the next OCB I roll up will 100% be in your honor as you, you know, make your life your dream. Friends in high places. Oh, Uh, nice. Let's go. Thank you, guys. This has been Weed and Grub. Uh, We're going to keep it short because Mary Jane's on fire. Yeah, I've got more puns to drop later. But first, (laughs) the news. (laughs) So our news this week is from Marijuana Moment. They're at marijuanamoment.net. Great source for all your weed news. This is an infuriating story about a former anti-marijuana congressman and top Trump health official who joined a cannabis uh, business. He's on the board of a cannabis company now. So anti, 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 and then all of a sudden pro? Pro when it's the fucking money. So yes, Tom Price, who served as the um, Department of Health and Human Services secretary under Trump for seven months before resigning following criticism over hundreds of thousands of dollars in travel expenses, is now listed as a board member of a cannabis business that won a license last month under Georgia's medical weed program. So just so you can abs- like really hear how anti-weed this motherfucker was. And his last name's Price, right? Price. So, mm, all right. <laughs> so Tom Price. 
Tom Price, as a congressman, voted six times against appropriations bill amendments to shield state medical marijuana programs from federal interference. Um, on three occasions, he also opposed appropriations measures to allow um, veterans affairs doctors to be able to recommend medical cannabis for vets. And um, now he's on the fucking board of a, of a fucking weed company. Like he, he was anti-weed, anti-weed reform, actively, terribly. Um, you know, served under a president who, I mean, say what you will about tr Trump, but like he, he was the one who actually granted clemency to Corvin Cooper. So like he was more pro weed than this fucking guy. Yeah. And um, yeah, he's just, I don't even want to say anything good about Trump. Sorry about that. But this guy, Tom. Well, I can be happy that Corvain got clemency. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this motherfucker is, um, yeah, going to make a bunch of money off legal cannabis now after having publicly in a life of fucking public service enacted uh, or worked against policies that would have helped people. So. Yeah. So what do we, okay, we've had some really cool discussions on this podcast together and also with like, you know, people who write for Politico and like mm -hmm. really on point folks. And what we keep hearing over and over is you need these people on the other side to get their base, who is most likely um, anti-cannabis, sure. to see them and what they're doing and get get those who are against now involved and the, sure. so the so and the and the ways to do that are to focus on social equity or uh, to get all of these people out of prison who are wrongfully there and to have folks like this fuckface um make money and then everyone who loves him can see that it's good because there's money in it right that's like i would call that the boehner argument right the boehner argument was like oh former speaker of the house john boehner is now on the board of acreage holdings and someone from texas wrote to us and we were like yeah but i can use that to convince my you know family who are very you know on the right that you know weed is actually a good thing so yeah i think the boehner argument you know, it is important to have certain people in positions of power in the legal weed industry to be able to say to someone, look, it's a fucking profitable thing that, you know, can help communities and all that kind of stuff. But this guy's just a hypocritical motherfucker who should have, in my opinion, have absolutely no right to join a company where he's actually going to profit off the plant that he actively worked against making legal for fair and safe access for people. Like, and his wife is also a former Georgia, former Georgia state representative who opposed reforms, including legislation to create um, the existing program that would allow people to access low THC oils. Like Jesus just Christ. Together, Tom Price at the federal level and his wife, Betty Price, at the state level have both been anti-weed for a long fucking time. So it just sticks in my craw and I'm just learning about this I'm sure anyone who is actually like on the ground with this story must just be infuriated that he's going to be allowed to profit off of this so let's keep an eye on these motherfuckers hold them accountable make sure that they're you know at the very least that we're keeping their names out there so that they know that we are watching mm -hmm. and we're not going to just let and vote about well no he's not in power anymore oh he's, that's right <laughs> ah! he's, a, he's now a private fucking citizen so um it's just really important to keep holding people in in politics accountable and also people who are on private boards you know don't don't give your dollars if you have the chance to spend your money in the legal cannabis market not all of us do some of us are still buying on the legacy market but if you're in a if you're in a place where you're able to spend money on legal weed do a little research and see who that legal weed is really from you know and if you're buying from a company it's probably owned by another company and you can go all the way up the chain like Seth Rogen, actually, uh, his company Houseplant just separated from its parent company in Canada. THC Design, right? Oh, no, no Canopy. T no. Yeah, THC Design is the company that's actually growing their weed in Los Angeles, but their parent company that they were working with in Canada was Canopy. Yeah. And there's their, like, Houseplant is going to go its own way now and maybe do a little more of its own pol company policy. And I think that's really great and a big opportunity for Seth Rogen, who has been such a cool advocate for legal yeah. cannabis, to really now make his mark as someone who owns a brand that can do the right thing and can vote with his you know vote yeah and also like take all of his data yeah. that he's collecting and like find the right people to do the right things in the right places to be like look at all this data yeah because data talks data fucking talks so yep. yeah uh i have an idea yes what do you think about some kind of legislation called the wishy-washy policy okay and it's where if you vote down the line one way over and over <laughs> and over you can't then be wishy-washy 
and go to the other side when it is convenient for you. Don't they call that a flip-flop? A flip-flop. Wasn't that Carrie's whole thing where they were like, he's a flip-flopper. And it was like, oh, he changed his mind about something? Yes. Right. Right. No, I hate this because you need to be able to change your mind and grow. But he's not changing his mind. He's being a fuck face. Okay. So there, yeah. So no hypocrisy, Bill. You call it whatever you want. (laughs) So far, you're just pitching names and not telling me if you like it. (laughs) I like it very much. I have to say, like, just reading this article in Marijuana uh, Moment, everyone who's quoted in it is like, he's a hypocrite. He's a fucking hypocrite. I can't believe that. It's the height of hypocrisy. So it's the the Hippocratic Oath. Sure. You have to take a Hippocratic Oath where you say, if I'm... A hypocritical oath? A hypocritical oath, (laughs) yeah. Saying, if you are staunch in one way over and over and over, you don't get to then be like, but there's no but. I, th- I I would make an amendment to say that the hy- hypocritical oath would be that if you were entering the cannabis industry, that you have to immediately take one tenth of whatever it is that you're doing and turn around and just give it to some nonprofit or someone who's doing good work. Yes. Oh, okay. You that is to. the that is the asterisk. You absolutely have to. Tom Price should have to give as far as I'm concerned, 100% of whatever it is that he makes until he's actually repaid the fucking harm that he did to society by fucking working against legal weed. But, you know, we'll start with 10. I love that. Dang, this is a really good piece of legislation. The hypocritical... Hypocritical oath (laughs) with an asterisk. (laughs) They're like, it makes no sense. We don't know where this came from. Somehow they got it on our desk. He keeps saying your honor to everyone (laughs) because he has no idea how to address anyone. The weird thing is, I feel like between the two of us, we know enough people who are connected enough that we could get this on someone's desk somehow. And they would just be like, what is this fucking nonsense? (laughs) Were they high when they wrote this? We're like, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but it makes sense. It makes sense. We talked about we talked about a bunch of stuff. We can pitch on names. Yeah, and now one of you have mentioned that we're in tuxedos because of Step Brothers. You're all out of touch. No one's brought that up, Your Honor. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, I like it. I think it's great. Yeah, I think it's really good. Yeah. Um, that's our news. Speaking of um, getting things on track. Yes. Can I put myself on blast for a second? Would love that. Please share something. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Just keep Please prodding God. you. Yeah. Uh, I was talking with my therapist, Peter, because I've been like so out of whack. Mm. And I did three things for myself that I just want to like shout out. Okay. One is uh, I, I got an Airbnb for myself in the hills. You want to talk about like the nursing home from earlier? Leave me alone. I'm up. I, instead of a moat, <laughs> uh-huh. I just made a hill, the moat. Yeah. And I stayed in an Airbnb for like a week and just like disappeared from society. Mm-hmm. And it was fucking brilliant and exactly what I needed. And also manifesting the kind of dream home I want. Put it in the air, baby. Yep. Um, and I learned while I was there, one of the huge benefits of having your home is that when you do Zoom therapy, your apartment neighbors can't hear all your fucking bullshit drama about your mommy and stuff like that. So I would also say, like, if you're looking to buy a home, one of the things you might want to consider is the amount of privacy you have to talk about things you want to talk about. Yes. Uh, Secondly, I, well, we, and we can edit it to say I, Mm -hmm. I, (laughs) we, joined Weight Watchers to hold ourselves accountable and have some uh, uh, discipline in our lives every single fucking day. Yep. Not about being fat or thin. It's about dialing in an every single day routine for me. Yeah. And I'm really excited to do that and eat well, drink a bunch of water, not sleep at 3.30 a.m., which Weight Watchers already yelled at me for. They already go. They were like, dude, 3.30 to 10.15 a.m.? No, no, no. Like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? You're going to not... You need better yeah Um, so i want to shout that out and i want to shout out weed and edibles kind of like you were talking about as the balance between the chaos of how everything feels right now and trying to find like just some fucking footing to hold on to oh yeah shout out weed baby an edible at night joints during the day go on a long walk drink water i'm i'm trying to be back yes thank you for letting me ramble i Love all of this. It was, uh, yeah, I just think it's so cool that you did that for yourself, that you like took those days and just dropped and went into a beautiful space that you loved that had a Buddha next to a pool that I saw on your fucking, the pictures that you sent. It looked amazing. I was jealous, but also very grateful that you were there. 
Um, totally fucking shout out the edibles experience to help me get through the nights. And um, what was the other thing that you brought up? WW. Oh, yeah. So my thing with that is that um, I just feel uh, like I've kind of been in a car wreck. I would say that's how my body feels. I think with the um, inactivity, just, you know, sort of enforced inactivity because of the pandemic and then stress and then bad eating habits and then drinking too much alcohol and just like treating my body kind of badly because I was just like going through some stuff. Um, Yeah, I just needed something to put me on a program where I can actually, because I've, you know, done Whole30 and a bunch of other things that have been really great to recalibrate, but the act of truly like looking at everything and I'm tracking everything that I'm eating right now, Yeah. even just two days of that already has me feeling a little clearer, so. Same. I'm doing it with you. I'm excited to do it. What team are you? I'm green. I'm blue. Hmm. Really? Green means that I am tracking everything that I like every glass of water, every banana, everything that I'm... This is a weed podcast. Intaking. I'm jealous. Yeah. Team green, huh? Team green. Mm-hmm. And then also... Well, I'm not counting my edibles, though. <laughs> well, how can you? Because... Well, and I'm doing mostly... Like, I had kin slips um, two nights ago, and then last night I had one of these little gummies that are fast-acting. Like, I'm not doing anything that's like... I'm not eating, like, a infused ice cream or anything, so... A <laughs> 500-milligram brownie every single night. Although there is a new fucking infused <laughs> ice cream that I really want to try. Um, no, and I'm good with like 10 milligrams. So yeah, I'm lucky in that I can, team I can green, you know, pop huh? a little gummy and I'm good. So team yeah. green. All right. And you're team blue. And I'm blue. Hmm. Yeah. What does blue mean? Uh, better, stronger. We're already like right next to our goal. So <laughs> we really the- don't need much. Everyone loves us. <laughs> Not much bad will ever happen. And millions of dollars are coming our way. It's like a pretty cool exclusive group of Weight mm-hmm. Watcher people who are, um, you know, but you have keep it tight tiny hands though. but yeah and we all have very <laughs> tiny hands and we're anxious all the time yep yep need two hands to drink and <laughs> <laughs> that's why portions look so huge and i overeat is because my hands are so small so just tiny little hands <laughs> what i never go to chipotle and eat in because everyone's like oh my god how's he even holding that yeah, burrito <laughs> god you're like that Kristen wig character on saturday night live who <laughs> was my favorite yeah I dress like a big raccoon. I get in a Super Mario raccoon suit when I eat to explain the size of my paws. Those tiny, tiny. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing I wanted to say about Weight Watchers that I'm really enjoying, even though it's only day two, Mm -hmm. is that I ordered (laughs) a bunch of um, HelloFresh to give that a whirl because I'm not in, I'm not, I'm not... I, what what am I trying to say? Like, I need some things in my fridge that are, like, special and new and feel like eating out, even though they're not eating out. And um, so I'm really enjoying HelloFresh for that. Even- I did think that you should be a HelloFresh demo cook when you said... I was like, what did you... Show me. I need to see a picture. Oh, I'll put it on the IG for this you episode. picture, and I was like, what the fuck? That's so <laughs> annoying. You made it look like that. It wouldn't look like that if I cooked it. It was really <laughs> quite something. It Thanks. looked like the packaging. Um, also, you're. Can I say my joke? Yeah, I got you. You, uh, I, uh, when you said that you got HelloFresh, I was like, how about HelloFlesh, the number one meal delivery kit for cannibals? I'll just let that sit right there. Okay, thank you. Do you want to play with it? I can play with it. Nope, it's just my. It's a perfect joke. You don't want any ads? Nothing. No, We're just gonna I'm let HelloFlesh sit. I don't need you to work it up with me. I what got- is it called? Work it up. Punch it up. I don't need you to fine tune my perfect joke. (laughs) I'm a comedian. What's it called? (laughs) I said I'm not a comedian. (laughs) There's a lot in there we can play with. Let's go. Okay, let's hear it. Well, because I already have one from Capetta. What is it? Our friend John Capetta. He was like, actually, it sounds like a meal kit for, uh, or not a meal kit, a delivery, a monthly subscription box for sex toys. Hello Flesh. Hello Flesh. That's fun. Okay, that's a little better than mine. No, so, it's not. It's you know. different. All right. It's it's like I'm a, not good at this tag. It's like A and A one. Okay. You know what I mean? But it's not it's not down the lane of A. It's a new A. Okay. Um, I, for me, Can you hear me being defensive. I know because uh-huh. he's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you. For me, like, what kind of meals are we talking about for Hello Flesh? Because you like for me, I just got the pineapple and caramelized onion barbecue sauce flatbread. Right. It was delicious. So mm-hmm. are we talking about like? you know, shin bone stew for four, like a shin bone curry. I think it would just be like a kidney on ice, you know? <laughs> this week it's a pituitary gland. Mm. Mm. Sweetbreads, you know? Sweetbreads. Oh, yeah. I see. I don't think it's like recipes and shit. I think it's a like a refrigerated box with human Haunches? flesh in it. <laughs> 
that makes it even more interesting to me because there's no recipe card there's no, no nutritional stats there's mm-hmm. no like prep time cook time nope just a fucking liver yeah. <laughs> just this week it's an eye <laughs> gross what would be your favorite part to try if you were to try a part of a human i don't want to ever have to eat a human but if i were i have thought about this if i were right. like in you know if i were a member of a soccer team that was trapped in the andes and i had to in like 1984 uh, yeah. or you know and the on the endurance in 1916 in antarctica under the care of uh, james shackleton or a dare or on a dare <laughs> <laughs> i would eat you know i'd go fleshy yeah yeah not fatty not not the boob mm-hmm. um fleshy yeah yeah the thigh the loin maybe the back loin yeah i feel like might be okay i don't know yeah it's okay a pretty disturbing thought to think i don't know about. i i love sweetbreads gross <laughs> i know but also like one thing i've never tried that i would like to try mm-hmm. is the um the testicle of a per- person N- maybe later maybe <laughs> down the line but but a um but like what are those called they're like fried a in a prairie it oyster. Yeah, like that kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. I'd take a bite of it. Sure. Just to see. Okay. Um, I don't know. Maybe not. I don't. I mean, I feel like if you're eating creatures, it is best to eat all of the creature, right? So yeah. That's it. Maybe you know, that's it. Yeah. Like it shouldn't be weird to, you know, if you're eating oh, wait, one so part the, the, of that creature, <laughs> you should be able to eat any part of that creature. If you eat meat, then eat all of it. So right? then the Hello Flesh meal plan, right, is more of like. What size person oh, are you ordering? This is too much. I That's can't. too far. I can't. Okay, it's making me feel weird. <laughs> <laughs> we got there. I can't. I can't go down that road any further. I see that I'm putting a wall there. <laughs> Done. Okay. okay. <laughs> Great joke, Mary Jane. Great. Thanks. Now Great I feel joke. so weird about it. Now I'm like, oh, it's too dark. I'm gonna have to take that tweet down. <laughs> um, I'm sorry about that. No, it's okay. I just meant to play around and not make you feel weird about a great joke. <laughs> It's a great joke. I, I had another thought that I thought was kind of funny about um, health care and PCP. Do you know what a PCP is? I just had to Google it today to call my dude, whoever right. he is. I was thinking like how funny it is that you get to a certain age, like, you know, when you're like uh, wilding out when you're like in your 20s, maybe a PCP, you might think if someone was like, you know, talking about PCP, that they'd be talking about angel dust. But then you get to a certain age and you're like, no, you're just trying to call your fucking primary care provider to like <laughs> fix your broken ankle or whatever. <laughs> like your neighbor through the wall hears you on the phone. Yeah. Being like, I'm, tr- I, I'm I, trying to get my PCP. I, I need my PCP. <laughs> no, I'm not fucking jonesing for a fix. Yeah. Depending on the age of your neighbors, they're also yeah. like, oh, do you, do, I wonder if they have Blue Cross. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you have an HMO? <laughs> no, I'm looking for angel dust, you freak. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Yelling at my old neighbor, like, no, man. No. No. Trying to get wet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Man. What? Oh, you looking up stuff? I'm looking. Up. Yeah. Okay. I, can't, I don't know what time it is. I'm losing track of time. Oh, we're we're coming up on it. Okay. Um, I, I would love to say something that I'm proud of. Yeah. Let's fucking do some positivity. Okay. So... Thank you, Mike, so much for buying the July-August issue of Rolling Stone to send to me in Fort Townsend because my sister got a copy too, and Caroline and I were so stoked because um, it was my first ever piece in print in Rolling Stone about um, cool new edibles, like the future of edibles. Kind the of. The hot list. Yeah, it was on the hot list. So you it was wrote like- the... Edibles hot list for Rolling Stone 2021. With uh, Elizabeth Garber-Paul, who's the amazing culture editor at Rolling Stone, who's, you know, let me write a bunch of stuff for her. And it's fucking awesome. I love working with her. She's the coolest. And it was so neat to have it in print. And I thanked her. I was like, you know, it was a big deal for me because I got to show it to my sis. And Caroline was like, that's really cool. And I'm proud of you. And that for me was a big deal. Um, So it just felt really nice. And thank you for mailing me copies. It was just so neat. I'm going to get it framed. I was really stoked and I hope it's the first of many um and I'm excited to pitch lots of more big print features I'm really proud of you is that okay to say <laughs> thanks you work so hard and to have a piece about cannabis in print for a place like Rolling Stone is such a fucking big deal it, congratulations thank you and I know yeah maybe it's it's a little weird to gush about but um like the timing of it the fact that you mailed it to us that you know I held it in my hands with my sis that um you know, it's just at an interesting time when so much has been uncertain and it just felt like this really cool thing to celebrate. And I was really grateful for that. So thank you. It's awesome. And also, I learned about the future 
of edibles from that because right. there's information about nanotech yep it's a very cool comprehensive article like it, you 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 did a great job of balancing um products that should be celebrated and tried to see yeah. if you like and also like the technology the information and education that well, anybody would maybe need to, to get started i learned about stuff and i don't I, I try and stay up on shit it's just a one pager there's a lot more to be said about it don't but it's knock down my I'm... compliment with an eye roll <laughs> you rolled your eyes with your words no i didn't mean to nah. i was really really proud of it and thank you so much but like there's just like i want to write a ten thousand word feature about it and this yeah. is a one pager there is so much out there that's happening and we want to talk about it uh we are south by southwest panel this is a good place to say uh, the panel picker went live um, and you can go and vote. It's on our Instagram. The link is in our bio. We need folks to vote us up so that we can bring our panel to South by Southwest 2022 on the future of edibles. And we have Chef Nikki, who is a recent guest, and Elise McDonough, who is another fabulous guest of ours, both amazing women in the space, doing fucking cool cutting edge stuff. Chef Nikki cooks for Dave Chappelle and DJ Khaled and Migos and a bunch of other people, and she's just an incredible black woman in the kitchen doing fucking cool shit with weed. And Elise runs um, the brands for Canacraft and is- Wrote the Munchies cookbook on uh, for the, Bong Appetit. She wrote Bong Appetit, and she was the first ever edibles editor at High Times. You know, Pro levels. Yeah. So they have agreed to join us to drop knowledge and have a great time. It's gonna, They're both also so funny. I think it'll be a really funny time. And um, we're hoping to uh, get that panel voted to be number one, baby. Yeah. So the uh, you can, I, I mean, it's everywhere. We'll have it in our show description if you want to click that link and vote up for us. If you want to share it, great. Thank you so much. If you want to go to our Instagram, click the link there. The link is everywhere. It is all over the place. I even tweeted about it. It's on my LinkedIn if you want to look that up. Wow. LinkedIn yep. it, huh? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we've got that coming up. And then, oh, also I wanted to shout out, there's a website that I've been working with for a little while and they just did a site redesign and launch. They're called Urban Aroma and they're a new cannabis listing platform for places in um, New York and DC and Barcelona and a lot of these emerging cannabis markets that aren't served by some of the bigger platforms. And so Urban Aroma is coming in it's filling the space with this really neat sort of marriage of like you know honoring the people who made weed legal in the first place that's a big part of what they want to do is honoring the trailblazers who you know fought to make weed legal uh, at all and they're they're working with 40 tons which is Corvain Cooper's um company with Al, our friend Anthony um to talk about a social justice and equity and they're fucking cool and we're doing some you know cool blog posts and that's stuff. awesome so check them out they're urbanaroma.com and um yeah they're just you know worth worth keeping an eye on right now I think they're gonna grow real fast Ooh, yeah. you're making moves, Mary Jane. I'm just trying to keep my fucking Bobo from eating me. He just came <laughs> in and looked at me and asked for dinner, and I'm terrified. <laughs> <laughs> He's really got you on a hook. Oh, God. A few months away from that guy, and I'm like hopping to it, you know? <laughs> okay, Bobo, whatever you need, man. That's like, did you watch, did you notice in Mayor of Easttown? Oh, we can't talk about it, because it'll be, it'll be such a spoiler alert if I talk about that scene. Everyone watch Mayor of Easttown, okay. if you haven't yet. And if you need an HBO Max password, I will give two people, if they seem chill, my password for one week to binge Mayor of Easttown, and then I'll change it. Wow. How about that? What an offer. That sounds fine. Well, because when I did that with Netflix. I think it's illegal. <laughs> To what? I think HBO, if they found out that you were doing that, can legally come after you. With what? They're lawyers. To say, change your password? No, there's a policy where you're not allowed to share passwords. So we have two pieces of legislation <laughs> we have to pass. The hypocritical oath. What I'm saying is don't the, do it. And the password smash. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Everyone send Mary Jane hate mail in her DMs about Mayor of Easttown. That is at this is Mary Jane underscore. Let her know why I can't share my password. <laughs> <laughs> Mayor of Easttown is fucking awesome. Binge that over the weekend. Uh, also, White Lotus. If you're not watching the White Lotus, I... I'm so glad we watched it together and we gave it the full like first up and second up to really take hold and its claws are so in my consciousness now. I keep thinking about it and how fucking weird it is and what a great portrait of 
just the richest, privileged, most terrible people fucking living their weird, unhappy lives it is. It's like so satisfying and strange. And Jennifer Coolidge is just so she's fucking remarkable. amazing. And Natasha the, Rothwell. She's remarkable too. I, I all of, yeah, yeah. It's, it's an incredible cast. Um, just devouring a, the scenery. That's a really good, sorry to interrupt. That was a really good note to add where it's like, I feel like all these shows right now, you have to give them a pilot and a spit. Yeah. Because the pilot is such a hard thing to do well, and you almost have to like plod through all this fucking setup to get to the actual show. Yeah. So the commitment is like, you have to give a show a two ep commitment. Weren't we, weren't we listening to that podcast um, with Jen Statsky on the way to Vegas where she, she was talking with someone about like wanting John to- August was who she was talking about, and I can't remember the name of it, but if you look up either of those names yeah maybe you'll find it and it was about how the first episode or not the first episode the first season of any show you almost want to scrap like you get to the good stuff after you've been able to work through stuff in the first six or eight episodes yeah so yeah yeah you gotta watch the whole the whole thing you gotta give it the whole the whole season yeah, yeah. another one shout out mythic quest if you haven't seen it ah. give it a go also, The Sopranos is really great. If no one's ever checked that out, <laughs> I, we're so late. We're so late on everything, guys. The Sopranos, like you and I, I'm truly. That's because Caroline, my sis, was watching The Sopranos, <laughs> and I just started watching it because I was like, I feel closer to her when I'm watching it. And I was like, How did I sleep on this? And then I just, you know, I don't know how I missed it. I mean, I didn't miss it. I knew it was happening, but I just didn't watch it when it was airing for whatever fucking reason because I was watching Lost. Right. Anyway. Which I've never seen. Well, yeah. Yeah. So this is a new section of the pod where we just list things we like. We're just, talk, just talking about TV that we like. And we smoke a joint seen? and say, so what do you think about, have you seen, have what you about, seen? I think you should leave. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Fucking genius. Um, is that it? Are we going to wrap? <laughs> well, we have our buds of the week this week. Okay. Which I'm super stoked on. All Can right. I go first? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. Let me get my phone. You should keep your phone next to you. <laughs> I know. I keep watching you reach for your phone and it's like five feet away and your tiny hands have a hard time grabbing it. <laughs> I'm so glad you're back. <laughs> oh, man. It's really hard to watch you try and hold your phone with your tiny, tiny hands. Yes, I need both of them and, <laughs> and a knee to keep it balanced. Yep. My butt of the week this week is at Seth Us McTree. That's Seth Chatfield, at Seth Us McTree, who I just want to shout out for a couple reasons. One is Seth has been in our comments on a lot of our posts asking to talk more about Delta 8, which I think you'll get to in a second, um, saying like, yo, I came into the pod at a weird time. Things seem to be weird, but I'm here for it. And I really appreciate that. So I just want to say thank you to Seth Us McTree. Also, check out Clickbait Movie and... and um, Shiny Diamonds Film. So Seth is a uh, filmmaker, and Shiny Diamonds Film sounds awesome. I was trying to find it on Facebook because it's a horror film, and I love horror. And all that I saw was that it's in a festival on Facebook. So Seth, if you're listening and I can check out Shiny Diamonds, I would love to. And thank you for joining us and listening to the pod. That's fucking awesome. Thank you so much. And we are going to, so because, Mike, you handled so much when I was away, uh, and we dropped Sawsome, which was really fun. Thanks to our friend Ryan Howard, and just for you, for so I could take take some time and step back and and be with my family. And so now that I'm back, I have an idea for a series that I wanted to drop on our Patreon, which are some explainers because I think like you know we get into bits and pieces on here, but we've never really like devoted an entire episode to what the fuck is the endocannabinoid system or you know really what's up with delta 8 and delta 9 and all these hemp source cannabinoids or any of that sort of stuff so i want to for the next few weeks of the patreon which comes out um it's supposed to be sundays but you know sometime sunday or monday yeah um drop some of these explainers about that kind of stuff will you call them splainers splainers they're gonna be splainers and they're gonna um yeah, you know, just be devoted to one topic. Maybe it'll be you and me talking about it. Maybe it'll just be me rambling. We haven't really decided how it's going to work yet, but there will be weed involved. It will be entertaining. It will be informative. It will be on our Patreon. Awesome. Yeah. Who's your butt of the week? So my butt of the week is sort of a, a two, two-folder because it's first off on Instagram, the Northwest Straits Foundation, which is NW Straits, spelled 
I should just spell the whole thing out. N-W-S-T-R-A-I-T-S-F-N-D. And that is the marine conservation organization that my sister worked for. And so those folks at the Northwest Straits Foundation have been amazing. Um, Don, in particular, my sister's boss, listens to this podcast sometimes, I know. Don and Ginny, who was also my sister's boss at a different time. So they've been incredible. They've been great supports. And they set up a scholarship in my sister's name. And it's called the Caroline Gibson Scholarship in Marine Studies. And we've asked for donations to that scholarship if anyone's interested in supporting um, young marine conservationists who are just out of college, who have a twinkle in their eye and a drive to make a difference in marine conservation. It's in my sister's name. Um, we'll put the link in the show notes if anyone wants to check it out. But obviously, no pressure. Just wanted to shout them out because it's my sis. And they did such a wonderful job just supporting and heralding all of the amazing work she did as a marine conservationist. That's so so rad yeah wow these are good buds of the week yeah they're good buds of the week glad you're back thank you i am too i'm so glad to see your face yeah i'm really excited to hang and yap and smoke and oh we're gonna get so hot we're gonna get so hot we're gonna get so sexy i ate a grapefruit for a snack today and i basically levitated (laughs) (laughs) so great Is that it? That might be it. Okay, bye, everyone. (laughs) Bye.